Welcome to Unpacked Shorts. I'm Katie Harrison here at Unheard, and with me is Peter Franklin, who writes our Unpacked column. Peter, you use this column, don't you, to um, look at some of the best of the writing elsewhere on the internet to bring it to our attention, unpack it a bit. We're looking forward to a good old chat today with Charlie Pickles, our capitalism editor. Thank you for joining us, Charlie. Hello. So, Peter, what do we have today? Today, um, it's a piece by Michael Harris um, from uh, the Globe and Mail, a Canadian um, publication. And um, he confesses something which is that uh, he can't read books anymore. Um, and Says I have, the writer, that's quite something, isn't well, it? Well, exactly. Um, and I agree with him. I can't read books anymore. It is ridiculous. Um, you, you, know, you try and get into, get into something. You try and concentrate, and your mind wanders. And you have to give up after a bit. Whereas, you know, I used to be able to devour whole books in, in well, I wouldn't say quite a single sitting, but big chunks at a time. Sitting. I would read generally a book a week and when on holiday, at least a book a day, sometimes two or three. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, well, but that's... I, don't, I, bet, um, I remember none of it. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's just the devouring, really. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, Michael Harris's. Um, theory, and I think it's probably more than a theory, is that it's our consumption of digital information which is making it hard for us to concentrate on a long, non-interactive text. What about you, Charlie? Can you manage a book these days? I think it depends what the sort of book is. So uh, if I've got a really good thriller, uh, so a fiction book, and I can kind of escape into it, so you know, particularly when I'm commuting in and doing you know have a long sitting on a boring tube or more often standing on it um you know if i can escape into a kind of interesting exciting fast-paced book then then yes but if i'm picking up a non-fiction book which is perhaps a little bit more technical you know a bit more challenging then i do find myself thinking oh i wonder if anyone's posted anything interesting on twitter or you know oh, maybe i'll just kind of you know check my emails or, or whatever and so yes I, I definitely do find that And i think one of the interesting things that peter you mentioned in the Um, in the unpacked is this kind of point as well where um, it does feel like a lot of those kind of non-fiction books could be written much more quickly with uh, making them much shorter with a a lot less repetition so kind of you know we've gone from something which could be an article into a full-scale book and I think you make the point that you know kind of we've got articles could really just be paragraphs and so we're sort of stretching everything out as well. Yeah I think that's part of it I mean there's a you know, people are buying books. Are they reading it, though? I mean, the you know, books are becoming in some ways more fashionable than ever, right? You know, it's 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 Stephen Pinker's latest tome. It's or Piketty um, is one of the famous yes. one. Everyone bought the famous book, and Indeed, yet very yes. few people have when read it. Say exactly. everyone. We have a specific nerd oh. audience in mind here. We My mum didn't. I've got to say, okay. she didn't read Piketty or buy okay. it. She wouldn't know who Piketty is. I think Yuval Hariri is another one that you, everyone's supposed to have read. But are they? And I wonder, I wonder just how, how, how long they do. I mean, personally, I read more words per week than I've yep. ever done, but it's in shorter chunks. So is that what we're finding from this digital um, div- advancing then uh, in terms of encroaching upon our uh, reading time? Is it a distraction? Is it that our attention span is different now or is there something quite uh, deeper than that in terms of our cognitive development and ability well you know our brains are 
pretty plastic um, they do change they do rewire themselves particularly at certain phases of our lives obviously in early childhood and again around around puberty but they never stop adapting that's why you can learn new skills and they they kind of almost become second nature it's because you know they've been hardwired into your brain and you don't have to think about it i think our very in interactive intermittent um, consumption of information through the internet and, and smartphones is rewiring our, our brains and there's a lot of neuroscientists that that believe that that is exactly what's happening and therefore you know we aren't so good at just sitting down and paying attention to what someone else is saying on page after page after page it's it's no longer in our nature so do we need to slow down charlie is that the answer here I don't know really. I think I think I think it's definitely worrying that, you know, children of such a young age, you know, you, you kind of walk around or you're in a cafe or you're on public transport or whatever and you know, the number of I mean, really quite young children I see just glued to a you know, often an iPhone or an iPad or something and, and that I think is a bit concerning because you do worry about the cognitive impact for the development of those children and also just, you know, the broader point of what are they not doing if they're just stuck to a screen but I'm not sure I think I think we just we consume things in different ways and and I think actually it's going to be pretty tough to stop that happening is this a sort of inevitable part of the intellectual kind of evolution of humanity particularly in the west well you could say that you know our you know traditional format of the book um, is you know over tens of thousands of words is in a way atypical of our history if you think about ancient books um, like the bible for instance if, if you think about the psalms or the proverbs it was actually a lot more bite-sized I was just going to say you know, they were never really designed to be sat down and read in one go were they they yes. were texts deliberately to come back to to reflect on to ponder Yes, I think the printing press when we got that, you know, it was more kind of pamphlets, that kind yeah. of stuff. Yes, that's short, right. Short yes, pieces. yes. Yeah. So maybe they're, you know, we're reverting to type, not losing something which is age old. That said, um, uh, Michael Harris quotes Eric Schmidt, um, I think a former CEO of Google. Google, yes. I have it in front of me. I don't, <laughs> I'm not as clever yes. as I like to sound. <laughs> And he actually laments the fact that um, our digital consumption does appear to be impacting our uh, book consumption, and he thinks we're losing something. There's, there's, you know, in, in presenting an argument and developing an argument over that many pages, um, that's a form of gaining knowledge that can't be replicated elsewhere. Um, and I guess. In some ways, it's almost an act of humility that you sit down there and you almost kind of submit to someone else's train of thoughts. And I think in the in the age of the selfie, um, <laughs> that sort of um, selflessness is also not really um, <laughs> doesn't come naturally. Well, Peter, a rather um, inspiring and wise thought to end on. Thank you. I would like to say it's characteristic, but I'm actually quite surprised. <laughs> Lovely, but thank you very much for that. Um, that was 
Peter Franklin unpacking for us an article in the Globe and Mail by Michael Harris. You can find this at unheard.com and all of the other unpacked columns. Thank you, Charlie Pickles, for joining us today. Thank you, Peter, for unpacking this even more. From me, Katie Harrison, James Coney, our producer, thank you for listening. Please do rate this podcast on your usual provider so that other people can find us too. For now, goodbye. <laughs>